What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Black 850 Podcast, where we want to show you and teach you how to get credit for your financial freedom. I'm your host, Devontae Williams. Glad to be back. I know y'all missed me last week, but for those that you, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, my fiance was pregnant with our son, Kai. Um, he decided to come five weeks early on us. So uh, she actually gave birth to him uh, on the 10th of December. So we have basically been trying to juggle and um, reorganize five weeks early as parents. So I wasn't able to record an episode last week, but uh, we're going to just pick back up where we left off. Excited to see him. He's already taken over and, you know, he's got me on my toes. And uh, but it's a it's a beautiful experience and it's already amazing being a dad. So shout out to my son who is now here, Kai Dion Williams. So. Uh, thank y'all uh, for those of you that have checked in with me. I appreciate y'all for showing some love and some uh, some concern. Uh, he's happy and healthy. He's doing well. So thank y'all once again. Um, and as always, shout out to my boy, Devontae Vandergriff. He just recently had a solar return. So shout out to you, my guy. Uh, happy, uh, happy solar return. And as always, thank you for that amazing instrumental. I really appreciate you. Um, uh, y'all, please go check him out on TV Beats on Instagram. That's TV Beats on Instagram. All right. So before we get into this episode, all right, I really wanted to give um, some notice and some acknowledgement to some of my listeners in different countries. <clears throat> I just realized this and um, wanted to show y'all some love. So I recently just found out that I have listeners in Canada, Germany, Mexico and in India. So I really appreciate you all from listening all over the world. Um, I, uh, most of my listeners are in the U.S., but um, it's, it's amazing to know that my podcast is, you know, reaching people all over the world instead of just over the country. So shout out to all my listeners in Canada, Germany, Mexico, and India. I really appreciate, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, and I hope y'all continue to listen. All right. So let's get right into it. What are we going to be talking about today? Right? <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about another negative account that could show up on your credit report. Now, you've probably heard me go over this before, um, just brief, you know, but that account is called a charge off. So what is a charge off? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Some people have reached out to me as far as like wanting to become a client. Um, if you'd like to become a client of mine for, at Black 850 LLC, I will leave the link in the, this, uh, the show description. So you can actually click on that link, uh, reach out to me and inquire of becoming a um a client. If you would also like to set up a self account, so that way you can add a positive account to your uh, credit reports. Um, you just make payments each month. You can select any of the, the payment plans that they have. There's no credit check and all that good stuff. Um, definitely helps boost your score over time. I actually use them myself. I will have that link in the show description as well. Um, but if you if you uh, don't see the show notes, you can obviously follow my Instagram and Facebook pages, just Black850. 
um, and you can click on the link in those bios and then just follow the uh, the links as it uh, states. All right. So what is a charge off? This information is coming from badcredit.org. OK, badcredit.org. So thank you all. Uh, this is this article is by Miss Brittany Mayer. Um, thank you for this amazing article that we're about to go over. So what is a charge off? So a charge off is um, basically an overdue debt that you owe. All right. It's an overdue debt that you owe. And for a certain amount of days that it is charged off or it is late, the original creditor will basically wipe their hands with you and then trying to collect that debt. So basically they will just charge it off as a loss. But then sometimes they could also sell it to another creditor. Um, and they can try to obviously uh, contact you to collect that particular debt, you know, no matter the amount, but they just, the original creditor just charged it off because they were like, look, I'm tired of hitting this guy up. He's not responding. So I'm just going to sell it, you know, make, get my money back. And then, you know, it's somebody else's problem. All right. So let's get right into it. So a charge off means your debt is overdue. Despite what it, <clears throat> despite what its name may apply, a charge off account doesn't actually go anywhere. Instead, an account will be will become a charge off when is it when it is significantly past due. For most account types, a charge off will occur after 180 days of missed payments. Although installment loans can be charged off after 120 days of non-payment. After this time, most creditors will assume their chances of recovering the money are somewhere between zero and nil. The creditor consequently removes the amount of active status and marks it as charge off in its le in its ledgers and your credit and on your credit report for the lender for the lender the charge off process is basically an accounting action naming an account a charge off allows the creditor to write off the loss of the debt on their taxes rather than the than count it as a potential income okay so basically they just, you know, they try to use it as a tax write-off, you know, tax benefits, all that good stuff. Um, and basically, you know, like I said, they wipe their hands of it. They know there's a 0% chance that they're going to, you know, collect on that debt from you. So they just charge it off. All right. Number two, the original creditor may not own your charge off debt. Okay. So once an account has been marked as charge off, the original creditor, like we said before, the original creditor generally wants little to do with it. Like I said, they wipe their hands with it. Of course, that doesn't mean it disappears. Instead, that debt may be transferred to an, an internal collections department to try and recover some of the loss. If there is no internal collections department, the debt can be sold to an external debt collection agency. These agencies Excuse me. These agents usually obtain the debt for pennies on the dollar because the projected time and energy required to collect on the debt. To determine who currently owns uh, your charge off debt, you should check your credit reports. So for those of you that have been listening since day one, um, when we talked about credit reports and like what's on it and all that good stuff, this is where you want to really look at your uh, your accounts on your credit reports in depth. It's going to have like a little CO next to the account somewhere on the account that stands for charge off. OK, and then right below that or just to the right or to the left of it, 
it's going to say original creditor. And then it's going to tell you at the top who the uh, account is owned by now, like currently, if that original creditor has sold off that uh, charge off debt. So it's pretty self-explanatory. All the information is really on that account and uh, in very, in very great detail on your credit reports. Just make sure that um, if y'all decide to pay, pay off your charge offs, just make sure you're contacting um, the the company or the agency that currently owns it, not the original creditor, just simply because that original creditor is just going to tell you to contact the person or the people they sold it to. All right. Um, and then number three, uh, you are still responsible for the delinquent debt. Okay. So even though that it has been charged off and they have sold it to a collections agency or department, technically you're still responsible for the delinquent debt. Even though you have no interest in paying it, you're still responsible for the debt itself. All right. So regardless of where the debt ends up after the lender has written off the account, that debt still exists. You are still, and you are still responsible for paying it back. The contract you sign when you agree to take on the debt stays in effect until your balance is settled, no matter who owns the debt or how many times it, it changes hands. All right. So, for example, you could have, you know, a charge off debt, you know, transferred, you know, three, four five times. You know, some of these creditors and some of these um, lenders they're just, you know, pretty adamant about getting their money back. So, I mean, some of them will bother you for years and years and years. Okay. Unless, you know, and this is also on your credit report, you can see where it'll state where that account in particular is going to fall off in a certain amount of time. But as we all know, if you have been listening, accounts can stay on your report from anywhere between four to seven years, sometimes even 10. It just depends on what the particular account is. Okay. Additionally, the amount you legally owe on the debt doesn't change just because a collection agency purchased the debt for less than what it's worth. You remain obligated to pay what you contractually owe, which is generally is what you borrow minus what you already paid back, plus an applicable interest. All right. Number four, negative accounts stay on your credit report for uh, seven up to seven years. Okay, so we've already talked about that. I won't go into much detail, but um, although few Americans um, have likely read it, they owe some. They owe some thanks to the Fair uh, Credit Reporting Act or FCRA, responsible for regulating the collection, uh, dissemination, and use of consumer information. The FCRA is responsible for, among other things keeping your credit information in the right hands. All right. So shout out to the FCRA. Another important section of the FCRA is the portion that addresses the length of time harmful information can stay on your credit report. All right. So like I said, there's only a, there's only a particular time, a certain amount of time that accounts can stay on there after until the FCRA deems it, um, you know, time of harmfulness to your credit reports, obviously, because it's, you know, it's public, it's personal information. So you don't want that account just staying on there for 20, 30 and 40 years. So there is a time limit on a lot of these accounts. Um, if you all did not know that. All right. Um, 
Specifically, most types of negative accounts can stay on your report for up to seven years from the initial date of delinquency. This means any charge-offs and the hefty credit score dips that accompany them will remain a thorn in the side of your attempts to get credit for the better part of a decade. What's more, paying off the debt will not automatically remove the charge-off from your account. Instead, it is designated as paid charge off, which has less impact on your report, but it's but it still isn't it still isn't looked on very favorable for future lenders. So for those of y'all that have listened to previous episodes, when you pay a collection, when you pay a debt, when you pay a charge off any late account that you decide to pay off, right? You have to get a receipt or a paid to deletion letter from that creditor, whoever the account belongs to, you need to get some type of receipt or proof that you paid it off. Because if you do not, when you actually get your up-to-date credit reports, all it's going to say is paid off or paid charge off, account closed because of payment, uh, payment was met, but it's still affecting you in a way because it's a negative account. But if you get that documentation stating that you paid it off, you can now use that to your benefit to dispute to the credit, uh, the, the credit bureaus that, hey, I paid this off. Now, please remove it from my credit reports. All right. So just please remember that is very vital. Um, I've had a few clients, um, you know, obviously trying to dispute things themselves before they became my clients. And they they told me that, hey, I paid this off, you know, like two years ago and it's still on here. Well, you didn't get evidence or proof that you paid it off. So you need to contact that person or that department and say, hey, I paid this off two or three years ago. Can you please send me a receipt stating that I actually paid it off? All right. Number five, negotiating with your creditors may speed uh, removal. So just to let y'all know, you can 100% negotiate uh, this debt. You know, some some creditors and um, collection agencies are very stern, like they they don't care nothing about Hey man, can we, you know, can I pay this at a time? Can I pay half of it? Can I do and some of them don't care. They want they want the full thing. They're like, no, nah, you've had four or five years to pay this. I want the full thing. Blah, blah, blah. Just make sure that you at least ask. The worst thing you can do, I mean, the worst they can say is no, but you know, you never know until you ask. And to say, hey, I know I owe fourteen hundred, but I wanted to know if you would settle for eight. You know, and then there you go. You know, that's that is a possibility. But you always want to try to try to ask before you just, you know, say, hey, I'm going to go pay the whole thing. All right. So negotiating with your creditors may speed up removal. If you are planning to purchase a home or vehicle or make any other large investment for which you will need a line of credit, you may not be able to outweigh a charge off. So meaning if you're ready, you're ready to buy a house, buy a car, buy land buy a business, whatever, and you have to get your credit checked and you're going to need a large amount of money, you might, you might not have time to wait seven years until that falls off because, you know, seven, I mean, seven years is a long time, you know, so you obviously want to try to get that account removed or paid in full if you can, because, you know, buying these types of, you know, these types of things like houses and cars, they're very, um, uh, you know, they're very precious and valuable investments. So you obviously are going to be taking out loans for these things and your debt to income ratio, you know, 
is going to be extremely high if these accounts are still affecting your credit reports. So you want to make sure that, you know, you take care of any of those things before going to apply for large lines of credit. In this case, if you are a reputable credit repair company, working on your behalf may be able to negotiate with your original creditors to have the charge off removed. Depending on the nature of your charge off and your personal resources, you may be able to pay off some of or some or all of the debt in exchange for your credit, your creditor removing the charge off from your credit report. Often referred to as a pay for deletion, like we just said, for a pay for deletion, this method works best if you can offer a significant portion of your outstanding balance. So if you pay it off in full, you know, 99 times out of 100, you're probably going to get that pay for deletion letter because you paid it off. They're happy. They got their money. Everybody can go to sleep at night. You know, if you pay a certain, a big portion of it, let's just say 80% of it, 90% of it, whatever, you could, you could still possibly get it. But if you pay, you know, a significantly amount, you know, less than what it is, then you may not get that pay for deletion letter until you pay it off in full or whatever the negotiation uh, agreement is. It is important to note that creditors and collection agencies are under no legal obligation to remove and to remove a paid charge off or collections account from your credit report. In fact, pay for deletion is actually frowned upon by the major credit uh, bureaus, excuse me, as a violation of the credit creditors agreement to report complete and accurate consumer credit information. Okay, so like I said, the or I have said before. The credit bureaus love to stall. They love to use things to their advantage to keep information on your credit report because they deem it, you know, reporting accurate consumer information. Okay. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter if they frown upon you getting a pay for deletion letter. At the end of the day, you can 100% dispute anything on your account that is inaccurate or that should be removed. Okay, so it doesn't matter how they feel about it. You can 100% dispute that all day, every day. Doesn't matter. All right. Now, the last thing on this article that we're going to talk about is uh, charge offs will be charge offs will drag down your credit score. Okay, that is a fact. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not up for debate. They will bring down your uh, credit score. All right. So. Not only will they will it bring it down initially once it is charged off, because I mean once you once you're thirty days late, it's gonna plummet anyway, and the longer that charge off stays on your credit report, the the harder it is to bring up your score with positive accounts just because that account is still being charged off and it obviously hasn't fallen off within seven years yet because you're in year like two or three, all right. So just make sure that you're aware of that if you have a charge off. And you're, you know, building credit, you're getting, um, you're being added as an authorized user or something like that. Well, just know that your score isn't going to significantly increase because you may have a few charge offs on there that are still relatively new. All right. So this is how the timeline goes as far as a charge off. It goes 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late, 120 days late, 150 days late. Once you have reached 180 days late on a particular account, meaning you have missed a payment on like an installment loan, a car payment, stuff like that. Um, once you have reached reached 180 days past uh, past due, 
they will charge it off and it will show as a charge off, not a late payment. It will show as a charge off now on your credit report, which will obviously drag your score down even more. All right. Whether you call it a charge off or a write off or come up with some entirely new bit of uh, fun financial jargon, the impact to your credit score of a charge off account remains the same. Big and bad, a super powered delinquency, charge offs can eat several dozen points off your credit score. And the higher your score before the charge off, the larger number, the larger the number of points you'll lose. Okay. So if you have if you if you had an eight hundred before this charge off, mm-mm-mm. it's going. I mean, I'm ta- I'm telling y'all, like I have seen, I have seen people, you know, in the past. I can speak for myself, but in the past, I remember <laughs> back in, uh, I'd say, I think I was like a freshman or sophomore in college. Um, I had a K Jewelers card. I still have that card, and um, was very excited that I had gotten it because now I was like, oh, I can buy my girlfriend something nice, you know. Well, I did just that. And then I obviously couldn't afford it because I didn't have the money for it, um, nor did I really know anything about credit back then. But uh, I ended up buying a piece of jewelry for her. Um, and then I didn't know what statement dates were. <laughs> I didn't know. I obviously knew the due date, but obviously being uh, so young, not paying attention, not setting my my bills and my due dates and my calendar to remind me, um, I, I had a late payment. All right. I was 30 days late and didn't realize it. And obviously not knowing anything about credit when I was, you know, conscious enough to look up like my credit reports and see what my scores, uh, scores were. Um, I realized that, man, I was like, why is my score so low? Well, then I looked and that, um, and it showed me that that one late payment, dropped my score 110 points and I didn't even realize it. And I was like, wow. And it was so hard to get my score to go back up just because of that one missed late payment. And so my payment history went from a hundred to 95, just like that. 95, obviously we think, Oh, 95 is good. Well, in the credit world is not, it will hurt you very, 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 very bad. Like you will, you would be so upset to the point you were like, dang, like that one late payment hurt me, but I have so many other accounts that I'm, you know, positive on. Yes. Please pay your bills on time. Set those count, uh, set those, those bill due dates and statement dates in your calendar to remind you a day or two before. So that way you are always aware. It might be annoying, but Hey, I never miss a bill. I already know. I, I know when it's, when it's due and have the money in the account ready to go. All right. The best way to deal with a charge off is to avoid every or to avoid ever having one in the first place. You know, pay your credit accounts as agreed every month and eliminate the hassle and credit hit altogether. If you do fall behind on your payments, as long as your account has yet to be charged off. So as long as you aren't more than 180 days past due, you still you can still recover from your credit score, recover your credit score by paying your balance and returning your account to good standing. All right. So as we said before, thank you, Ms. Brittany Mayer um, on badcredit.org for that uh, amazing article. Very informative. Uh, really appreciate that. So for those of you out there that may have may be looking at your credit reports and you see charge-offs, use this episode as a reference. Okay. You can still bounce back after charge-offs, even before 
um, a charge off. It's just depending on the, the situation. If it's already a charge off, it may be a little bit harder. But if it's, a, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, you know, past due, um, it's, it's a little bit easier just because um, you can still bounce back from that, pay the balance down, get back in good standing with that particular uh, lender, you know, and then obviously over time that late payment won't hurt you as much because it'll obviously disappear uh, as your credit history do, uh, starts to age. Okay. Um, for those of you that have been reaching out about um, becoming a client, like I said before, uh, I will leave the link in the show notes for you to go to um, and just simply send me an email. Um, I, I'm pretty um, swift about replying to you. Uh, just let me know uh, if you have any questions. Thank y'all for uh, reaching out as far as like episodes that y'all are interested in me recording. Um, I really appreciate uh, appreciate that. Also, if you are listening, please, 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 it definitely helps uh, with my traction. And obviously what you all have been doing um, in the first place, I actually have, you know, listeners from all over the world now instead of just the United States. So Canada, Germany and Mexico and India. So please keep sharing this podcast. Please keep giving me five star reviews and ratings. Uh, keep telling your friends, family members, significant others about the podcast. It definitely helps. Um, but also, like we always do. Uh, I'm your host, Devontae Williams, where we want to show you how to get credit for your financial freedom. And as always, shout out to my boy, Devontae Vandergrift, uh, for the amazing instrumental, Tavy Beats on Instagram. This has been another episode of the Black A50 podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all be easy. It's better than TV.